0: welcome to the young wild financially free podcast an audio experience where we don't just talk about it we live it matthew i would consider you close to an expert if not an expert within the uh, Austin real estate industry. Not to uh, teach your own horn. We asked some of our listeners, some of our followers about uh, what they wanted to hear on this podcast and a resounding yes to house hacking mm-hmm. is what we heard. So today let's talk about house hacking. For those of you the people that haven't heard of that term,
1: could you enlighten us? So people talk about uh, life hack or you know, hacks to different um, areas that they're working on. And, and basically what it is, is a shortcut or a trick or a skill that you can use to benefit and kind of somewhat work the system. Okay. Uh, and so what house hacking is, is you're basically going in and buying a property and getting other people to come live there with you to pay the rent Mm -hmm. so you can house hack on a single family house and fill the rooms with renters that you find. Okay. You can do it on a duplex where you live in one side and lease the other side. You can do it on a fourplex, but the whole idea is that you're buying a property, you have a mortgage and then somebody is going to live there um, at the property and help pay that mortgage with you. Gotcha. And a lot of times maybe even pay the entire mortgage for you. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's, In my opinion, you know, the more I think about it, like, I feel like anyone who's like a a hardcore real estate entrepreneur, investor, Mm -hmm. should strongly consider, if not, should definitely house hack. Because there's just a ton of value. Sure. Uh, But, you know, people have different... Uh, life situations where you have family with kids and so you don't want to have roommates right duplex is a little bit different because you can be separated by the wall sure Um, one of the reservations with doing house hacking
0: would be privacy right
1: yeah so to an extent yeah to an extent i mean duplex is a little different but um, you know it can be a little tricky if the other person knows that you're the owner so Mm -hmm. there can be that dynamic there of you know trying to abuse the system trying to get you to come over and fix things or be late on their rent yeah but for the most part like you have a trade-off of maybe privacy and maybe not living you know in the ideal house that's got a huge backyard and you're on your own Mm -hmm. but you're getting that financial gain right so one of the biggest benefits that I
0: believe people do house hacking for is the loan terms right so whenever you buy a house you have to listed as either a primary residence or a, an investment property, right? Mm-hmm. And with an investment property, the loan terms are gonna be a little bit less beneficial for the uh, buyer, I would say. So you're gonna have higher rates and probably a higher down payment. Whenever you're buying a primary residence, you have lower rates as far as your interest rates are concerned, and then a lower down payment possibly. You could even qualify for you know, a USDA loan, if it's your first house, or an FHA loan, which are USDA's 0%, and then FHA is 3.5% down. Right. So you can only do that, though, if it's a primary residence. Right. So house hacking, you buy your house as a primary residence for you to live there, and then you rent out the other rooms or the other units to other people. You have great terms as far as your loan is concerned, and so it's easier to make money, potentially cash flow, by collecting rent from roommates and or other tenants within your property.
1: Right, 100%. And, you know, that's the second benefit of the the house hack is the financing side. Um, And then you can get into the VA loan, right? And so just like a a quick example, if you're buying a house for, uh, let's say 250,000, let's say that that's a duplex, which is extremely hard to find in Austin. Yes. If you see that deal, anyone, let me know, we'll buy it. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Uh, but they're probably, you know, 300 on the low side for duplexes. But for this purpose, you have a, a $200,000 loan. Um, let's say you have a 4.75% interest rate and you're going to put uh, 20% down. Mm-hmm. So if you factor in um, taxes, let's say being 5000 a year and your insurance being 1200 a year, mm-hmm. your total payment on that duplex is going to be $1,559. Mm-hmm. So let's say that uh, one side's a 3-2, the other side's a 2-1. Right. Well, if you're really going to try and be savvy, you would go live in the 2-1 mm-hmm. and then you'd lease out the 3-2 because on the 3-2, maybe you'll get $1,400, $1,500. That basically covers your entire mortgage with your taxes and insurance. Right. So you're living at this property for free and it's being paid down every month, your principal is going down. Right, that's a steal.
0: That's yeah, that's a absolute steal.
1: There will, you know, you're you're now a landlord. So AC goes out new roof that's on you sure um but that's with anything in real estate yeah that's anything Um, that's anything
0: in any sort of investment i mean you look at your car which is a depreciating asset right and you have to get oil changes you have to put gas in it so the same concept applies to houses but it's you're adding value each time you fix something or or make something better on the property
1: for sure And, and then you're living at the property you can help like keep it in good condition uh make sure it looks nice has a nice appeal Then what you do, I mean, this is a strategy you could just continue to trade up. Like you're living there and then put it up for lease Mm -hmm. and you can be super patient and wait till you find the the right person and the right price Yeah, and then go do it again.
0: Yeah. And so like you mentioned earlier, you know, you're living rent free. So say you have a, a job, right? A nine to five or whatever it is. And you're not only making money on your asset on this property, you're- getting appreciation, so your val- the value is going up, and your living rent-free. So whatever you were paying in rent earlier before this or paying in a mortgage for your primary residence before this, now add that to your total monthly income, right. basically. Right. And so you're able to create a bigger pot, so to speak, with your savings account to buying the next property, doing it over again, potentially getting a, a bigger unit or something that with better numbers, really
1: yeah 100% and that's a great point so like let's say that um, the property goes up 6% you know in that in that first year it appreciates 6% that's 15,000 yeah. on 250,000 then for the house just sitting there i want right. to i want
0: to emphasize that it just just because the market's just, yeah, going up right yeah
1: just because the market's i mean that's that's just a you know an estimate it could go down sure but historically real estate goes up and uh-huh. you know I feel like in this area five or six percent pretty good yeah um, to count on if you're looking 15 20 years down the line right um, so fifteen thousand on the appreciation then let's say where you were your rent was twelve hundred dollars um, so you pay that for a year that's fourteen thousand four hundred mm-hmm. so that so that's 30 grand of basically free money right. To own real estate, yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? I don't understand. Yeah,
0: I don't understand yeah. why you wouldn't do it. You, it makes nothing but sense. It makes so much
1: sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy to think about that.
0: Yeah, and just for a real life example, my my wife and I are living in that house out in Hutto right now. It's a three bedroom, two bath, and we pay fifteen fifty. Uh, in our mortgage each month, right? But we have two bedrooms that are just sitting empty. Right. So the reason why we don't do it is because of what we mentioned earlier—the privacy thing. We enjoy our time as a, a family with our dogs, just us, you know, in the house. But if we didn't enjoy that, we would rent out those two rooms, right, and make, you know, I don't know what we could charge for that. Probably at least five hundred, five or six hundred, yeah, 600, per room, yeah. right? And so that would mean that our cost of living would only be. Like two or three hundred bucks per month instead right. of the fifteen hundred. But at the end of the day, whether it's that fifteen hundred that was coming out of my pocket or coming out of a renter's pocket, it's going towards my asset. So basically, still, I, I, the concept I like to use is that a house is kind of like a savings account.
1: I, I agree. I like that.
0: Um, so whether you're putting it into a literal savings account with your bank or you're paying your mortgage. Yeah. You're just putting money into a savings account.
1: Savings account on steroids. Exactly.
0: Nah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Cuz your interest rate or I mean the rate that houses are going to go up in appreciation right. is more than you'd make on it on, a, more. Way on more. a savings account with Bank of America or Chase or whoever you use. Right.
1: Yeah, so, man. So that's the that's the balance is you have to decide is is it worth it personally to have roommates sure for that Financial gain right when I was in college you came down to this house circle. Yeah, uh, it was a four-bedroom house mm-hmm. We ended up adding two more bedrooms mm-hmm. um, So we had six bedrooms and people were paying seven hundred dollars each. Yeah, it was a freaking cash cow Right, but I was and living that was
0: a and I just want to emphasize that the seven hundred dollars you weren't robbing these guys. No, that was a fair That's a steal for yeah. a, a room in college.
1: Yeah, and it was a good group of guys but uh, <laughs> But you're. I'm living with five other people. Yeah, and that's not easy. I mean, that's right. a lot of food, dishes, trash, whatever. Yeah, for sure. And so for me, at that point in my life, I, I was. I loved it. I was willing to soak, you know, suck it up and, sure, and get yeah. that money. Yeah. Um, where now I've got a baby boy and Lexi, and yeah, I don't really want to have roommates. Life is different. Right. So now maybe
0: at this point. I agree with you. I'm in that same position in life of where you know I have a wife and some pups, so now using uh, just a single family home as house hacking isn't my first option. Isn't my first want, I guess. Right. So now we before this podcast we were talking about a fourplex that's in South Austin, and so maybe we can dive into some of the numbers on that because that sounds very. It sounded very appealing to me of a way for me to house hack. So I could, with this fourplex, I could purchase it as a primary residence, live in one of the units, still have my privacy because it's my unit to myself, and then rent out the three other units. So what was, what's the, uh, I guess, ballpark purchase price on that property?
1: Um, yeah, so this one's fascinating. Um, it's a real deal in Austin. I think, Andrew, you might really actually go do it. mm mm-hmm. um, the property was listed at 485, 485,000. It was off Slaughter, uh, South Austin. And the agent uh, took the property off the market. I've been looking hard. So I, I noticed that it was gone and I found it on the uh, removed list on the MLS and then uh, contacted him, uh, told my brother, hey, this is a good deal. Let's get it under contract. So we made an offer at 465,000. And then we did some inspections and found it out that it needed a lot of work uh, and then we dropped the price um, to 445 at this price uh, the the property made a lot of sense so my brother was gonna do a VA loan so he would have 0% down um, and so at a 445 purchase price with let's just say 4.75% interest 30 years $9,000 in taxes 2500 in insurance his monthly payment was going to be 3279 And the rents were 3650 And I think you could probably get them up to 4000 up to $1,000 a unit, which would be 500 a room because they're all two bedroom, one baths. But at the end of the day, the property was cheap because it needed work. And my brother going in and using a VA loan and wanting to live there, he didn't feel uh, comfortable buying something that would need work right off the bat. On the, at the same side of that, uh, getting a VA loan on a property that needs work is nearly impossible. They don't want to lend you money on something that is going to end up costing you money. So they're, they're looking out for the people that use the program. So he would have to switch to FHA to do the deal, uh, but he doesn't want to. He wants to put zero down. He'd rather pay a little bit more and have no work. So this is a real deal that I'm personally like strongly considering because I haven't seen anything like this in a while. So if we were to do it, let's say you know, you and I, Andrew, we'd have to put 20% down. Um, and so that would make our payment go way down. So our payment with 20% down would be $2,800. Mm-hmm. And the rent is $3,650. And if we get it to four thousand, there's you know, fourteen hundred a month in profit there. So the my strategy would be to take all that cash flow every month and put it right back into the property and paint it, you know, redo the stairs, make it look nice, and then either keep it, refinance it with the Burr strategy or just sell it. So with those kind
0: of numbers with us paying, you know, twenty eight hundred a month and the potential to make four thousand a month. That would be the perfect situation for house hacking. with I would be able to live in one of those units, or you would be able to live in one of those units, and we would still be able to make money on that property, right?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that that's the perfect, that's the prime example of a house hack. I mean, you're making money to live there in this case. That's great. So you mentioned
0: uh, earlier the Burr method for the listeners that, because we've never talked about that on this podcast before.
1: Can you dive into that and tell us what that is. Burr is B triple R and it's buy rehab rent refinance. And the whole idea there is that you purchase a property, fix it up, add the value and then get a new loan on it and pull out all your money. So it's kind of like what we're doing on this property in round rock. Um, If you buy a property below value, you can essentially refinance it six months later and have no money invested in it. So, you do that with a house hack, you're golden. So you're getting paid and you have no money invested to own this fourplex. So I hope that
0: that was a uh, in-depth look at house hacking and the Burr method, uh, which was uh, new and fun and exciting for me as well. So I hope you guys learned a little something about that. And I hope that this encourages you to house hack because it is the first and easiest step to really reaching financial freedom. Um, especially in this um, very lucrative real estate world. Um, If you guys have any questions about house hacking or the burn method, uh, please reach out to us. All of our information is going to be in the show notes below. You can email me at marketing at treehomes.com. It's marketing at T-R-E homes.com. Or reach out to us through any of our social media platforms. Um, We're Tree Homes on every single platform. So uh, feel free to give us a message or leave us a comment. And we appreciate this uh, being a suggestion from you guys. And um, we uh, really want to give you guys what you want to listen to. So please feel free to drop some comments and uh, leave us messages on what you want to hear in the future. Matthew, any closing
1: comments? Well, I was going to say exactly what you just said. So you killed it. Uh, (laughs) But, but really, truly we love people, you know, giving us feedback. Uh, We've, we've got some people that are talking to us all the time now. So, Please uh, let us know thoughts, ideas, questions. Uh, we really do like it and we want we want to help. So just let us know how we can add value. See you guys next week. Peace.